0: This week's episode of the Beer Beervengers podcast is sponsored by the Beer and Cheese Collective, located at 35-11 Dittmars Boulevard in the story of Queens. Winter hours are Wednesday through Sunday, but they're making those five days count with events like Wednesday Night Chess Club and Thursday Night Trivia. Check out their Instagram page for more details. Enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items at the Beer and Cheese Collective. New name... Same great place. This week, Captain of the Beer Wonder, welcome our special guest beer-venger-to-be from Unboxed Experiences, Bruvana, and Log Boat Brewing Company, its newly certified Cicerone Mary Catherine Crook. Learn all about her exciting origin story from Missouri to Washington, D.C., and back again. Then our free freewheeling discussion goes from New York City Beer Week to International Women's Day and even takes the time to answer the question... What is an off flavor? And of course it wouldn't be a beer venger to be episode without the solemn naming ceremony. I'd tell you her new name here, but trust me, you'll appreciate it more after savoring the whole episode. Remember to like, star, and subscribe whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now Without further ado, please enjoy episode 57, Savor of the Month. Well, we're the beer 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 beer, 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 beer the Welcome to the BeerCast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens... I am Captain Porter Brownstown.
1: And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the county of Kings, it is I, the Beer
0: Wonder. And we are the, the beer Beer. Yeah.
1: Not one of our best, yeah. I'm afraid. Oh, you
0: didn't like that uh, one?
1: I mean, we tried. The effort was
0: there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it had some smoothness to it. it. Did well, uh, yeah? We, uh, welcome to the Beercast, everyone. Uh, wonderful to have you here. Wonderful to be here. To uh, Beer Vengers in here, Beer, Beer out there, and then Beer venture to be right <gasps> here in our virtual studio right now, uh, coming to us from the state of Missouri. It is uh, newly ordained Cicerone. Mary Catherine Crook.
1: Yay!
2: What's up, y'all?
0: This is exciting. Yeah, we, uh, full disclosure, we work, We have worked together uh, and, uh, and and I've got to know uh, Mary Catherine. And, uh, really excited to get to know a little bit more about uh, her with her, uh, well, I guess we don't actually want to say it don't out loud trigger or we'll it. trigger the song, but yeah, but uh, with her uh, beginning tale Yes. Uh, that's coming at her starting saga. Uh, is there another uh, synonym? Do we have that, uh, Beer Wonder? Uh, uh, prologue? No, I know that. I don't know.
1: I, I think we just commit to the bit for the moment.
0: Yeah, primary yeah. prologue. There you okay, go. Yeah, primary prologue. It, yeah. Yeah. PP. All right. Uh, well, I, th- I think we'll probably be more inspired uh, with that sort of thing once we get to the pours, uh, right? Agreed. Agreed. Let's All right. Start. Well, uh, I'm really excited about this one I have. Is it okay if I go first? Is it... Uh, does it should I? I... <sighs> Oh, you're mad because you want to go first. No, ca- Captain,
1: you, yeah. are, you are in the presence of a certified Cicero. I, How I, dare you?
0: And during I, Women's History Month, exactly. no less. Exactly.
1: Captain, I thought right, after I, I a year know. of this, we would have figured this out. It would only be polite if Mary Catherine went
0: first. I've i I've had a long day. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, of course. Mary Catherine, what, what beer, uh, I'm hoping some local treat from where you are, have you brought with you today?
2: Yes, semi-local um, from Kansas City, Missouri. So I'm drinking Expressive Traits, a New England style IPA brewed with Ooh. Strata and a um, an experimental hop, HBC five eight six.
1: Oh, that that old chestnut right there. Right? Oh yes, oh, that yeah. one. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that's a good crack already. Let's see that beautiful pour. Oh my. Oh, it is hazy. Oh, Isn't it's so it? hazy.
2: It wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Very, very hazy. I like hazy nice on like a on a day like today. There's it's snowy here. There's snow on the ground here. Hmm. And I think hazy IPAs are like soft and comforting mm-hmm. on like a snowy day. Yeah, very hazy. Oh, yeah, Excellent. Look at that
1: thing! Oh, that is
0: that is quite lovely,
1: and you're, it's Ooh, in a lovely cool. goblet. Does that is that goblet ripping any favorite brewery of yours?
2: Yeah, this says Wheatland Springs, which is closer to Ooh. you guys. It's in Virginia. It's mm-hmm. a farm brewery, um, and they grow a lot of their own malt. Um, very very impressive place. Very cool. Um, they're out in Loudoun County. So if you ever get to like the DC area and you want to take a little little day trip out to Lake Shenandoah, go out to the country a little bit. It's it's a really good trip to take.
0: Oh, that 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 I, I that's another. I have a very long list of places I need to visit, so I will add that to it. Yes. Uh, beer beer wonder. I think is further penance for jumping the gun there. I think I need to let you go next.
1: Okay, thank you. I,
0: I figured I figured we had gotten somewhere
1: at this point, but apparently Yeah, yeah I, know, I, know, I, know. I know. All right. Well, here's the thing. Always very exciting because today
0: I have a sponsored tour. A sponsored pour from the Beer and Cheese Collective at 35-11 Dittmarts Boulevard. Yes. yes. It, oh, Wheat Lightning just keeps coming back with that. I know. I love it. Yes. He does. Yes. Well,
1: this is from uh, a little brewery called uh, OEC Brewing from our dear friends in Connecticut. Uh, just a Perhaps. reminder, OEC stands for Ordinum Eccentrici Cocteau. Coctores, I believe. Basically, it stands for, like, the strange brew in Latin. They're keeping it old yeah. school. And this is a classic Pills of theirs, which has been cool-shipped and open-fermented. Lovely can art. Doesn't it look sort of old English? Oh, it sure does, yeah. yeah it's got that good look there. Um, so, apparently nice and oaky, lagered for a couple months, so I'm excited to crack this open. Very good. All right, here we go. It, as already I can tell, it's very clear. I mean, talk about... Oh, yeah. Uh, MC. I can't see through it, though. <laughs> well, you can't. Well, it's because the bubbles are there, but it's... Uh, right. It's, ah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. There you go. You can kind of oh, yeah. see my eye there a little bit. Yeah. There we are. Nice and clear. Good, nice white foam on the top. Um, Smells of oak already, so I'm excited
0: for very this guy. Good. All right. Excellent. All right, Captain, you've done your penance. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, I, uh, I too, have a...
2: Sponsored for...
0: That's right. Another sponsored pour from our sponsors at the Beer and Cheese Collective. Captain, now, this is we rel- can't
1: let this happen. It's like wearing the same dress to the to the gala.
0: Well, it's not the same <laughs> one as yours. Okay, it well, It's also go. sponsored, but in, in many ways. it's Trust me, this one is very different. Now, some of you uh, longtime listeners may remember uh, Hophead Huck had a beer a while back mm-hmm. from Nightmare Brewing called Sororicide. Oh. Now, this one has this wonderful can art that you'll see right here. Uh, it's, I know it's a little shiny there, but uh, it's, uh, it, this one is called Scafism. Now, mm. since it is called Nightmare Brewing, they're leaning into the title. And so pretty much all of their beers are named after genuine horrors. And Scafism is no exception. I'm going to see if I can read this here. Uh, two, boi- two boats are joined together, one on top of the other, with holes cut in them in such a way that the victim's head, hands, and feet only are left outside. Within these boats the man is to be pun men to be punished is placed lying on his back, and the boats then nailed together with bolts. Next, they pour a mixture of milk and honey into the wretched man's mouth, till he is filled to the point of nausea, smearing his face, feet, and arms with the same mixture, and so leave him exposed to the sun. This is repeated every day, the effect being that flies, wasps, and bees, attracted by the sweetness, settle on his face, and all such parts of him as project outside the boats and miserably torment and sting the wretched man. Moreover, his belly, distended as it is with milk and honey, throws off liquid... Okay, I think that's enough of that. But anyway, well, you get an idea of what scaphism is. I, uh, I, I stopped right before I was going to say liquid excrements because I think that was quite enough there. Anyway, that is what scaphism is. But the beer, oh, I think is so much more delicious. Because I hope so. This is, this is an imp- well, it does have honey in it, so that oh, sort of fits okay. to the theme there. Uh, it is an imperial stout brewed with honey, lactose... Cold aged on Tahitian vanilla and Peruvian cacao. Mm. And and it's very imperial. Clocks in it at 17%. Whoa. Oh, wow. Ooh, boy. After drinking fake beer for my day job all day, this is a wonderful way to finish off. I should say again, we are at a genuine happy hour once again. This is a, it is a Friday night. And so, everyone, take a look at this. Oh, my. Here's the beer. Okay. I, it's uh, it, it, right. dark
1: and stormy already, right there yeah wow. yeah the captain is
0: totally disappearing behind that i am as is the the logo is disappearing behind my green screen but uh, there we have it scafism from nightmare all right i think we all have full glasses so everybody raise your glasses cheers beer avengers
2: cheers cheers
0: oh very Full disclosure: This is not the first time I've had this beer, and so I've been really look forward, looking forward to this all day.
1: All right. Well, um, I am a, I am usually a hazy uh, IPA drinker, so MC, I am looking uh, slightly lustily at your beer, so I'm going to need to hear all about it. <laughs>
2: oh, it's excellent. It it could use a little warming up. It's a little cold, um, mm-hmm. so like I'm getting some sweet fruitiness right now. Mm. Um, A lot of peach, like a lot of stone fruit, apricot. Um, But I think that dankness is going to come out once it gets a little warmer. I can get a little bit of it, a little hint of it in the background. The mouth feels really soft and pillowy, um, Mm. really smooth, almost no bitterness. It's really, really good.
1: Awesome. oh gosh amazing uh so this uh you know is i guess a little bit more like in our part of the the or uh, or, or this is a local beer to you can you tell us a little bit about the brewery yeah,
2: oh, yeah. it is so it's about two hours west of me in kansas city i'm in mm-hmm. mid-missouri kind of mm-hmm. halfway between kansas city and st louis so it's semi-local um they are it's called alma mater it is it's kind of newer, within the last five years, I think, because I lived in Kansas City about 10 years ago and it didn't exist then. Um, and they, I've only been there once. It's small, small system and they specialize in like loggers and New England style IPAs. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm getting kind of the cream of the crop here. They do really, really good New England style IPAs. I've had um, like a dry hopped from them also that was really really excellent and when I was there the other night um, I got to meet um, a gal that brews there and we got to talking about um, just like women and beer and I had a really great conversation with her and another um, woman that was bartending it was a really cozy space had a big um, mural on the wall and we we got to sit basically outside there was like a big garage door that opened and a bar like at the garage door. So we were like sitting outside but inside. It was really nice.
1: That sounds fantastic. Um yeah. now this one you said that there is we have this new hop in there, the H N, etc, etc. Um do you do you have any sense of what this might be flavor wise? Or
2: actually, you know, I haven't looked yeah. into it. I saw Strata and that's why I picked it up. Mm-hmm. I really like Strata hops. Those like mm-hmm. Nicely balanced. I feel like Strata is a nicely balanced hop. You know, it's fruity, um, and then it ends up being real dank. You know, kind of like, mm, kind of like stone fruit meets weed in a hop, and I really like that. <laughs> um, as far as the HBC five eight six, I don't know much about it, but what this I am picking up is like. Maybe some mango, definitely just some mm. more soft fruit, kind of like the strata. I'm not getting much pine. I'm not getting, you know, a little tiny hint of citrus, maybe like a little grapefruit, but um, kind of in the same vein as the strata, like pretty soft and um, fruity.
0: Mm. You know it's crazy. There's so many different kinds of hops out there. I'm sure, as as in the the tests you recently took, you certainly, if you didn't know it already, you certainly knew it from that. Right. Uh, I have a well. A little bit later, I'll be talking about uh, my my weekend beer because I discovered just in a very real way how many different kinds of hops there were. How they're infinite, I suppose. Uh, So, well, I'll tell you right now, so many that you can play hops bingo.
2: Oh, I believe it.
0: Oh. I played hops bingo, but I will get to that story later oh, in the show. Okay. Hey, did you? Did I will you, not spoil it any I'm further. I'm anxious to hear about got, that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, beer, Wonder, Tell us a little bit more about the beer you have. Oh, I mean, well, it's it's lovely. It's
1: uh, it's classic pilsner. Nice, crisp. Got a little bit of sweetness to it, as I would expect from something like this. Um, it's done very traditionally. They're using a German double decoction mash on this one. Um, they're using traditional hops, um, but they're um, the fermentation starts in an open tank for about a week on this one, and then it's followed by oaking for about three weeks, and then it is lagered and finally dry hopped. So it's pretty traditional, straight, exactly what I'd want. Um, and it's lovely. It's very drinkable. The I'm getting a little bit of the hops on the nose, but nothing too intense. It's got a nice dry finish, very little bitterness. It's, a, it's sort of exactly what you'd want in a nice, uh, you know, kind of, traditional, you know, Pilsner. Um, and it's what I think this brewery is going for, because their whole concept uh, originally was that they wanted to make this a spoof on medieval guilds and secret societies. Um, and so their intention was to create uh, these sort of ales and concoctions with fantastic aromas and flavors. And they started doing that originally by making sort of rarely done, you uh, styles as well as sours and wild fermentation and then realize that to be even more you know against the grain it would be to start a excellent lager uh series and that's kind of what they've now done they've got they're on this kind of clean lager kick and honestly it's a perfect example of the style um i would drink uh, more than one of these um and at what is it i believe it's about four and a something percent 4.8%. Uh, yeah, I could definitely do a few of these. Cool.
0: So, cheers. Cheers. All right. Uh, well,
1: Captain, you've escaped death by drinking this beer, it completely seems. I have. So. I, I,
0: I would much rather drink a beer called Scafism than go through Scafism. There's no real no real, uh, debate at all which one of those is better. Uh, but, oh, wow. This is, uh, it's 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 really, I feel warmed by the sips I've had of it already. It just has that that warming taste to it. Uh, the chocolate is, is one of the, probably the strongest one. They're those cacao mm-hmm. nibs, uh, and, and with the cacao and the vanilla like melting together and it's a really clean, uh, taste of it. It's not like something where there's like, where the ingredients are maybe a little more artificial based. Mm. It's just, it's, it's so, and it's, uh, every sip it, it deepens and it's, uh, I, I don't know what, but it, it, and I'll also say though, even though it is very thick and is very sipping, it is also very smooth mm. uh, for a 17%. It's not really, I wouldn't, I, I would call it warming, but not uh, overtly boozy.
1: Mm. Okay. I feel like that can be a danger with these uh, really dark, Oh, no doubt, it's, high it's octane definitely beers. a danger.
2: Yeah, yeah yes. that's what yeah. I was just thinking. I was like, oh no, I'd be in trouble with a beer like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely... Like, the only other one that I talk about a lot that has that is the Alesmith Speedway Stout, and that's at a 12%. Um, and uh, and this is definitely tastes stronger than that, but similarly gives you that really smooth taste, mm. uh, which, which uh, you know, can lead you into all sorts of terrible places. Good thing I'm in no terrible place. I'm just sitting here talking to you. Yeah. Most
1: of And definitely. my
0: couch is right over there. So it's all, it's you know, this is the perfect beer to have. After a day dealing with, you know, can you believe that uh, that I've I've dealt with four different internet platforms today? Oh, bless it. Yeah, like I started with uh, with it all, all all it was it was it was a started with the with the with Google Meet, then moved on to Zoom, then Teams, and now I'm here. Hopefully, uh, this one works better than some of those.
1: Oh. Well, bless, bless that. Well, Captain, I mean, you're drinking a high octane beer for what is sort of springy in New York City. And now we've been calling you Mary Catherine and MC. How should we be actually addressing you? MC?
2: Yeah, most people call me MC. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So MC,
2: the captain will drink. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say my family calls me Chick and then other people call me MC. Either one. Most people don't call me Mary Catherine is what I'm getting at here. Okay. Perfect. All right, well, MC, Captain will drink a high-octane,
1: dark-rich chocolate beer any time of year. I have watched this happen on a 102-degree August day and a negative 10-degree December midwinter. What's your take on dark, high-octane beers Mm.
2: in warmer weather? I, You know, I'm here for it. I don't necessarily do it a lot. I feel like I usually get high-octane dark beers and put them in a cellar and kind of forget they're there until some dark winter's night when that's what I'm feeling. Um, But with that being said, some of the best stouts I've had, one of the best stouts I have ever had, I drank for my brother's birthday last June. Um, And it was an Imperial um, American stout from um, Triple Crossing in Virginia, also near you all. Mm. And it was perfect. You know, I paired it with some cherry pie. That's my brother's, like, favorite birthday dessert. And it, the, the temperature did not matter. You know, the pairing was perfect. It was an excellent little, like, digestif with the dessert. Um, so I'm, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I well, then we're on the same page there. I, I, I also, in general, uh, think to know about me. Uh, it's part of the reason that I am Captain Porter Brown Stout is because I um, I firmly believe, I don't really believe in changing my taste with the seasons. Uh, I, I think it's always stout season. If I had a mantra or if I invented that one, because I found someone on Instagram whose name is actually, it's always stout season and uh, always posting fun stuff about that. But yeah, any time of year, uh, I... I I only if I drink more of it in the winter season, it's because I can find more of it. Sure. But if I could find it year round, that would be great. Um, some as long as there's a few stouts in there with all the IPAs and the sours. Sure. That we see uh, everywhere we go. It's uh, that's I, it's funny. I think a lot of the resentment towards IPAs and sours is not about necessarily not liking them. It has more to do with the fact that that seems to be all there is some of the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you have one, and you can't have five more. You end up having five of the same beer so frequently.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, for instance, uh, one place I go to, they've, they've been having the uh, the Stone chocovesa, which is a beer I love. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even in this sort of coldish season, you were saying it's springtime in New York, beer wonder. Uh, but it, it's actually, we're still going back and forth. It snowed yesterday. If you recall,
1: it, oh, I must not have been outside.
0: <laughs> well, I did not, not a whole lot. Maybe it was the day before yesterday. It snowed this week. Uh, and it was, it, not a whole lot of it stuck. Most of what was sticking was just sticking to the cars. It wasn't really cold enough for snow, but it did, but it was cold enough that snow could come down. So there's that. Uh, but uh, I feel like the seventeen percent beer is starting to take effect already. Oh but, gosh! Yeah. So I'm trying. I'm trying to keep my focus here. I'm, um, so I uh, don't 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 let the wasps
1: come sting you because that's. Oh uh, no no no! Otherwise, I'm Better supposed no. to ride the boat and it's already bolted to another one. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that happen.
0: No no, this is uh, the 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 da- as we said the dangers of of me having a seventeen percent very drinkable. Stout in my apartment is not remotely dangerous. No, um, but uh, I, I do want to find out a little bit more now to give our, our uh, people who are listening a background. Uh, Mary Catherine, or MC, or Chick, <laughs> you said this the other.
2: Yeah, that's what that's nickname. what like my whole family chick, calls but. me. Yeah, it sounds really like derogatory and sexist, but uh, you know, after thirty years, I've 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 accepted it and <laughs> it's fine.
0: But uh, Beer Wonder and I met her in our job where we help people facilitate, professionally help people facilitate uh, beer and cheese tastings. Um, and I learned a lot from her. Um, and, uh, and and every time, we find, and, and I'm just very curious about because the only time we really get to talk uh, during those things is the 15 minutes before everyone else shows up. Right. So uh, I just felt like I wanted to know a little bit more about what your pathway towards that. So I think it's time to hear your... Uh, to hear your origin story. What? what? Oh. Origin oh. story! Origin story! you Yes, and you, if, you don't, if you think you recognize that voice, that is the person who uh, you may not know as Hophead Huck, but I think you know who Hophead Huck is. Oh,
2: yeah, I know who Hophead Huck is. It's actually yes. strange. Yes. Yes, uh, I have never worked. I've worked with both of you all, but I've never actually mm-hmm. worked with him. I've only been in meetings with <gasps> him and, and such, oh. which is a real shame. Huck.
1: Huck, if you're out there, you are missing out. Just saying, I feel you like I'm missing out.
2: out. He has to give great <laughs> tours, right? Like, I would, I would love. to be on one of his tours, putting that out but, into uh, the universe. But this is not.
0: Mm-hmm. But 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 this is not about him. This is about you. I'm a little <laughs> curious. So like, there's so many different places through your well. Is, is i know you just had a, a milestone not only professionally but also in in years yes. uh since you've said that can i say the number yes you just turned 30 right but hey. uh, but even in that <laughs> short amount of time you seem to have racked up a, a, all sorts of uh, beer experiences mm. um but uh i'm curious where this all started for you uh either Either professionally or personally, and how that bled into the professional, and how that all how that all came about. What was uh, maybe one of your first, uh, or at least one of your earliest experiences with beer?
2: Yeah, so I, um, you know, got into beer, as uh, the beer wonder often says, before it was legal for me to do so um cheers and (laughs)
0: statute of limitations you're good yeah Yeah, we're all good we're safe
2: yeah i was um like i said earlier i was i was living in kansas city i went to my first two years of school um in kansas city and i my brother was living there as well and we were both working at a barbecue restaurant together A really good Mm. um like nice barbecue restaurant with a good tap list kind of like a not white tablecloth but sit down good service barbecue restaurant Um, so obviously, uh, you probably know where I'm going with this. There was a lot of Boulevard (laughs) beer around me. Um, I was serving a lot of Boulevard beer and, um, there was an expectation to give pretty good service at this place. So I really, I needed to know what I was talking about. Um, luckily my brother was a turning into a big beer nerd. He's a brewer now. Um, so he's made the full evolution. Um, but he was picking up weird stuff from Boulevard every once in a while um, and putting Boulevard wheats in my dorm room fridge for me. So, you know, we were, I made uh, the progression from like Boulevard wheat to weird barley wines from Boulevard very quickly. Um, And so that's kind of how I started like being excited about beer as like a whole product rather than just Drinking, but like tasting beer rather than just drinking beer, you know? Um, and so I stayed in the restaurant industry. I'm still kind of in the restaurant industry. I bartended in the last couple of years of my college career and um, bartended in the- in the, And where was that? In the town that I live in now, which is called Columbia. Okay. It's where the University mm-hmm. of Missouri is. So it's um, hmm. busy bars, college town, big college town. And I worked at this restaurant. Um, I was working behind the bar with this guy. He was an older veteran bartender who kind of took me under his wing because I was asking him a lot of weird questions about beer. Um, And so he'd lay on like really good like history facts and style facts and we'd get a weird beer on and he'd, you know, pour me samples and make sure I tasted everything and, um so that's really where like my love of um, serving beer and tasting beer came from, and it just kind of developed from there. Um, from Columbia, I moved it's, to Washington. It's really D. good C. to have those. No. Yeah. No. Go ahead. No,
0: I, I was just gonna say it's really good to have those people in your life yeah. who provide that sort of guidance. Yeah. Uh, part of part of Beer Wonders origin story was was me guiding him down the path. Oh. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's, it's I, I don't. I think I think people engage too much in generational conflict. There's mm-hmm. we're, all, we're all the same people. We're mm-hmm. all the same human beings. But I do find it interesting sometimes to admire the fact or envy in a positive way. I think, wow, that's great that you that happened for you. I wish that it happened for me. Is that as 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 craft beer becomes bigger and bigger, young people don't have to waste as much time right. with bad beer.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Very true. Yeah.
0: But anyway, you were you were moving on from Columbia to Washington D.C. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. No, that's such a great point, though. I'm I'm so grateful for. Uh, his name was Greg, and I still see him. He still works at the same bar, um, and so I am super grateful for him. You know, coming and being like, "Well, do you know the history of IPA? Though, do you know why they call it <laughs> that? You know, like what a what a good mentor to have. Um, I think he oh, could my. just see that I was like genuinely interested in what i was serving and i wasn't just there to like i mean i was there to like rack up tips but um also because i was interested in what i was doing so um, i'm really grateful that he saw that and helped me like really hone that so um yeah so from columbia i met my husband we moved to dc and in dc i so my background my um degree is in agriculture And so I was farming for a few years, actually, in D.C., which may surprise some people. Uh, (laughs) How does one farm in D.C.? Talk to us about that. I, too, was concerned about that. I was like, wait, we're moving where? What am I going to do there? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I worked.
0: Isn't that that part of why Jefferson insisted on that being the capital is because he wanted it it to be in the country. He didn't want to be in a city. Mm.
2: I didn't know that, but I mean that makes sense. Hmm. It's a beautiful city, and yeah,
0: yeah. Basically, the deal that between him and Alexander Hamilton, they agreed. They said like, okay, the financial capital uh, uh, can be in New York, right? But I want the 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 political capital to be here, essentially in a swamp,
2: right? Well, yes, it is. Um, so he could is- so, so he could live in
0: Virginia and have all its well, anyway, yeah. Yeah,
2: and it is a it is a wet town to farm in. I'll tell oh, you that much. Oh, um I so yeah, in in D.C. for a little while, I worked, my first job there actually was at Birch and Barley Church Key, which I'm sure you've heard of. Hopefully you've had a couple mm-hmm. of beers there. Um, so mm-hmm. I was, I learned a lot there and I simultaneously was working on this farm. Um,
1: and what were you doing? Were you producing beer there? What were you doing with Birch and Barley? At
2: Birch and Barley, I was serving tables downstairs mm-hmm. at Birch and Barley and, mm-hmm. um, And so that is like a five-course meal every night with a beer pairing um, if people choose to do it. And so you, Mm -hmm. I mean, you really have to know what's going on. Um, Every day before service, there's like an hour lineup where you sit and go through every single menu item, every single new beer. You try three or four beers um, and then you go over pairings. A lot of people say that, just going through the training at Birch and Barley, you should be able to pass the first, um, the certified beer server exam. And I would, Mm -hmm. I didn't, but I would argue that I was maybe just not confident enough and that I probably definitely could have. Um, There were a lot of tests involved. Um, Oh, wow. So, yeah, my beer career really um, hit a stride in D.C. when I was working there. Um, and then I was working at the farm. So I kind of was away from beer for a little while. And then um, luckily I, I got back into beer. Uh, I left the farm and I started, I was offered a job as the lead bartender at this little market in DuPont Circle called Glen's Garden Market. And it's like um, local food and a little deli and an eight tap bar. Um, and that was like, You know, my agricultural and my beer loves just, like, combined. So I happily took that. And the woman that hired me, Danielle Vogel, is just, like, a huge proponent of, like, empowering women to become excellent in their field and doing everything she can to get them to where they want to be. So she encouraged me, supported me in many, many ways to you know, get any kind of certification I wanted. During my interview, she asked if I was a certified Cicerone. And I was like, no, (laughs) no. Uh, And she was like, okay, well, if you want to be, we should talk about that. Like, it was just like, no big deal. I was like, okay. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. Um, And so, you know, immediately I started studying for my um, certified beer server exam. Um, Mm -hmm. She encouraged me to start studying for that. So I studied for that. And took it and passed it and started training other members of my staff to do the same. And I had oh, nice. um, kind of my right-hand bartender, um, Daniel, who actually also used to work with us. He also oh. became a certified beer server under, under my command, which I was pretty proud of. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, just kept studying. The pandemic put a obvious halt on our service. And we yeah. were quarantined half the week and working the other half of the week. And she was like, you know, if you want to take some time to like study and be a good time to do it, I'll continue to support you. So during the pandemic, I studied for the written exam, which I took online in September of 2020. And then they just started re-offering the tasting exam just really recently. Um, My husband and I moved back to Missouri in June, just because this is where our family is. Um, I wasn't working at the store anymore. He's working online. Um, And so we moved in
0: June of 2020 or
2: 21, 21. Yep. 21. So pretty recently. And so we came home and I started studying for the tasting exam. And the first chance I saw um, to be able to take it, I went ahead and just signed up and I just went to Chicago at the end of January to take it. So it's been a Several years of studying really um, I got hired at Glen's in January of 2019 and I just took it mm. in January of 2022 was my final exam so it's been kind of a long journey but it's over.
0: What were some of the ways you <laughs> what were some of the ways you prepared for the I mean this is kind of an obvious question I think but uh, I'm just curious to hear how you chose things mm. How exactly did you prepare for the tasting exam?
2: Yeah, the tasting exam is hard. Um, oh, that's what I keep hearing, yeah. You can't, like, you know, the written exam. I found that my friend Daniel and I took it at the same time, and I found that he wasn't struggling with it as much as I was because he's really good with flashcards and memorization, and um, he was just like prepared. And the tasting exam, there is no amount of flashcards or reading that is going to get you to pass that exam. Um, It is, I I keep saying this um, half jokingly, but actually like very serious that it's studying for the tasting exam is really just like a lesson in self-awareness. You know, you could sit with five people at the same table drinking the same beer. We could all be drinking the same beer right now. And we could all be experiencing it very differently, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not about yeah. like what does this beer taste like. It's like what do I experience when I drink an American porter, mm. you know? And so one, it's really interesting. Yeah, one thing I read early on in studying is it's really nerdy. Um, but it's about neuroscience and it's about the way that aroma and taste like fire in your brain. Um, Mm -hmm. they, they light up your amygdala and your hippocampus, which are the same parts of your brain that light up with memory and emotion. So when you're tasting beer, if you tap it, you know, if you have like a memory that comes to mind or you feel something like go with it, like follow that path. Um, And so that's how I studied, you know, I like tried to just taste things, tap into my memories, tap into my emotions, use a little bit of logic, um, Mm -hmm. you know, learn a lot about, I learned a lot about what certain styles are brewed with, and then I put all of those things together so that I could use my gut instincts and a little bit of logic to get the right answer.
0: I mean, that makes sense with what you're saying about how we all taste things differently. If you you can read what a saison is supposed to taste like, but knowing what it tastes like to you. Right. Is more important. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, it, it's it. I go back to uh, a while back. We had uh, someone who well, we've, we've named. We eventually named him Das Ubertaster, Uh mm, yes. because he thinks he's never been officially. Uh, well, diagnosed is the wrong word. Uh, but because uh, that makes it sound like a like a, a mental illness. Uh, but whatever it is, the test to become a super taster is mm. he thinks he might be that uh, he's just more sensitive to these various tastes. Right. And and as a result, uh, he can't stand anything IPA.
2: Mm, yeah. Mm. Those hops. Uh,
0: which which it, it I mean, I always whenever I'm hosting a beer tasting, I always say, like, this is very objective. And I mean that in the sense that we all experience various different things in a way, but also the idea that what you're tasting might literally be different from what someone yeah. else is tasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that makes I mean, it's like it's a, its own version of what we call colorblindness. Right.
2: Well, and also, I mean, if you really think about it, most of beer education is written from the perspective of white men um, who yeah. have, a, you know, the one experience of the world. Um, women taste differently than men do um that's why they you know people kind of pick on women for not liking bitter things or um it's not because we're women it's because we are we're different like physiologically um and so that's just another thing to take in in mind you know when you're reading a book by randy mosher and he says it tastes like x y and z you know you can't just take his word for it you have to find out yourself um, you know, when he says acetaldehyde, he I heard him say acetaldehyde, which is an off flavor uh, produced in brewing, tastes like uh, dirty apples to him. It's not at all what it tastes like to me. It tastes like um, like fresh, like raw squash to me. Oh. And everybody just oh. tastes it differently, you know, So you have to do all your tastings. you have to do your off flavor tastings. Um, and you have to really be pretty aware of your own experience.
1: Well, speaking of the off flavors, I do want to mention for those who might not know, you don't just get to drink good beer as a part oh, of this. Example, mostly right?
2: not, actually.
1: Yeah. So can you tell us okay. a little bit about that and yeah. what you did to prepare for all of the off flavors you're expected to prepare? This, yeah, this is kind of prepare. a little bit
0: what I was thinking. Like, okay. You had to create your own blind taste testings, didn't you?
2: Yeah. I mean, I luckily live with the world's most supportive husband. So I had <laughs> blind tastings every single night for three months because he just oh, wow. gave wow. me blind tastings whether it was an off flavor or not um, I would do style blind tastings he would give me you know two or three of things that were similar you know maybe an English porter an American porter and a American brown ale and I'd have to identify all of them Um, but then as far as off flavor goes you know there's a lot of really good resources for off flavors Um, I kind of had the mindset that I only want to take this test once And so I invested in buying off-flavor kits. Um, They make like little single-person off-flavor kits um, through the Cicerone program that you can just order. So I ordered a couple of them. The first one I did not blind so that I would know what I was experiencing. And then the next one I took just a couple of days before the exam. um, So Mm -hmm. that – and I did that one blind, and that way I could – kind of compare it to my first experience and anyway, see how I did. Um, and so that is, that's definitely what I would like recommend. It's, I think it was $50, you know, it's a little bit of an investment, but definitely worth it. Um, the other thing I've heard people say, sounds awful, is like pick the worst bar in town. And if you, you know, like pick the bar that, you know, doesn't clean their lines and like go drink mm-hmm. a Pilsner there. and like, you will learn what infection tastes like. Unfortunately, you will learn about diacetyl that way. Um, and I think we've yeah. gotten
0: a lot of what you're telling here in context. Uh, but I, to the people who aren't like your hardcore beer nerds, mm-hmm. explain a little bit more about what defines... An off flavor.
2: Ooh, okay. Yeah. So there are there are like two Believe li- it or
0: not, this is a question I actually got from one of our guests one okay. night and I didn't know how to answer it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanna so, hear from the newly minted Cicerone uh <laughs> what that is.
2: I would say that there are like two main types of off flavors. There are brewing off flavors that come about because of something that happened during the brewing process. Um, that did not make the beer taste exactly the way it should. So that's like that acetaldehyde okay. that I mentioned um, probably has something to do, these brewing off flavors have something to do with um, the fermentation happening too warm or too cold or too fast, um, the boil happening you know, too fast, or anyway, things that happen in the brewing process. The other main... Off flavor category is um, service related. So everything went fine when the beer was being made. The brewers did everything perfectly, went into a clean keg, um, you know, got canned properly. And then something between the brewery and it being in your glass right now, something happened. And, you know, that so the main ones are gonna be like oxidation. Um, infection, like I mentioned, um, Mm -hmm. diacetyl can happen. So oxidation that is going to happen if beer is stored too warm or too long, things start to break down. The hops start to break down and it starts to taste like cardboard. Um, infection is if, you know, literally the beer lines from the keg to the glass start to get infected with little buggies because they're not cleaning ew. them regularly. Yep. ill. um, taste sour and buttery. Um, yeah. So those are going to be like service off flavors, which luckily are pretty identifiable and easily, um, easily fixable, not in the moment, mm-hmm. but you can, can identify them and, and get to the root of the problem a little easier. So that's a big portion of the test.
0: Are there examples of people discovering off flavors by accident that they turn out they actually like oh, sure. and therefore try to replicate? Okay.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, off flavors
0: aren't just, this is bad beer. There are examples of off flavors on purpose.
2: Um, Yeah. So like English, I think English beer is a really good example. There's a lot of diacetyl in most English beer. Um which is kind of like a buttery flavor that like Americans drink and it tastes not clean to us, Mm. but the way that fermentation, the way that English yeast ferments um, creates this buttery flavor um, because the yeast flocculates very quickly and and falls out. So um, that's going to be very common when you go to the the UK and have a beer or even Ireland and have a beer. Um, And, Culturally, it's absolutely accepted. People really, really like it. Um, and maybe sometimes in the U.S., a brewer will try to replicate that in order to like get very authentic. Um, but typically, okay. they're not brewing like that in the U.S. Um, I just had a, okay. a co-worker tell me the other day that he was used to like very diacetyl beers, probably over Mm diacetyl-y beers um, because they had been shipped to the US and and gotten Mm -hmm. a little old, probably not super fresh, and he went to the UK um, and was like, where's that, where's that taste? Um, It had, it had, (laughs) the the diacetyl had gone a little bad, become a little bit closer to infection, um, and he had grown to like it, you know, um, and went to the UK and that taste wasn't there. Um, I also heard recently somebody was drinking a sour beer and a lot of times when you brew a sour beer, you end up with this taste called THP, which, um, very common in like Berliner Weisses, uh, it kind of tastes like dry Cheerios after you swallow it, um, kind of like an aftertaste. And a lot of times people will be like, Ooh, there's a nice grainy taste at the end. Uh, but a Saison brewer would be horrified to find THP in their beer. Um, so <laughs> some people really like it, you know, it's, it's I, I all, think it personal all comes preference. back down to that.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's yep. personal preference and how it tastes to you. Right. It's like, just, just like, I, 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 like, I know some people love the taste of mushrooms and eggs and it makes me want to retch when I taste that in my <laughs> exactly. throat. Exactly. So it's like, but I also, but it's, it's very likely thinking more on what you're saying is that it probably tastes different to me than it tastes to them. Right. Uh, I've never I've never bitten into cilantro and thought it tasted like soap, right? but a lot of people swear by that.
2: yep yep. And a lot of people, you know, not only do these tastes not only do these off flavors taste different, some people can't taste them. so you have to identify them by yeah. smell or by mouth feel. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian that we work with cannot taste diacetyl can't taste it yeah um, has to identify it by mouth feel, oh. uh, which is wild to me, but it we sat there and drank the same beer and he did not experience any diacetyl that was definitely there. Um, and it's just a a different experience, you know?
1: Well, in addition to your Cicerone, I know you are connected to the pink boot society and we have briefly talked about them on the podcast, but can you tell us a little bit about them and, uh, sort of your connection with that group?
0: Yeah. Yes, and any any uh, I guess network. I feel like we're segueing a little bit into the whole weekend beer and any recent experiences you might have had uh, uh, working for them.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm I'm pretty new to Pink Boots. Um, I was a member while I was in D.C., but it wasn't very active. Mm-hmm. So Pink Boots um, is like a national, maybe it's even international. I think it's an international, um, like Women in Beer Society. Um, So it's a membership Mm -hmm. and women and non-binary folks are welcome to join. I think it's if you make up to like 50% of your income from the alcohol industry. So you can be a brewer Mm. or a bartender or a distributor. Um, And it's not just beer. I think they do spirits and wine, Um, but it's it's largely focused on, on beer culture for sure. Um, and so chapters all over the world, I'm a part of the St. Louis chapter. Um, but like I said, I was a part of the DC chapter. There's one in Kansas city. They're all over the place. Um, and on international women's day, which was Tuesday, there is a like worldwide collaboration brew day where like all the women in all of the different chapters get together and brew a beer with these hops that yakima chief from yakima valley in washington um put out they they come up with in collaboration with pink boots they come up with a like a blended hop pellet um, that they put out and then everybody brews a beer whatever beer they want but with these hops um so i got to hang out with a bunch of awesome like beer ladies some um, some tour guides, some brewers, um, I think a couple of bartenders, and we we were all over the place. We started in um, just, just east of the river in Illinois of St. Louis, um, and we started at a little tiny, tiny brewery. Um, there weren't any women brewers there, but the men were um, very excited about what we were doing, wanted us to be a part of it. Um, their like lead bartender was a woman that hosted us and we got to mash in with them as they brewed their first beer. So we got to put the grain in the mash tun and then we hung out and drink their beers and had a generally lovely time. Um, and then we just like moved on to different breweries throughout the day. Um, where else did we go? Oh my gosh. We went to so many places. Um, anyway, a bunch of places in St. Louis that, all of these women that I was spending the day with, a lot of them worked there and a lot of them brewed at these um, breweries as well. And like hearing all of their experience and their stories and drinking beer with them and uh, commiserating a little bit was so, so much fun. Um, so, yeah, if there's oh, any like beer women listening that have been not ready to jump into the Pink Boots thing, like, I would encourage you to go for it, for sure. A lot of fun.
0: Yeah, uh, I have to admit that uh, most of what I did to observe International Women's Day in the beer world was to read what other people were writing about it on Instagram, because I, uh, I didn't really go much of anywhere. But it was it was very inspiring to see what you said, and a few of my other friends were. Did you do anything uh, to celebrate International Women's uh, Day in beer, beer Wonder?
1: I drank there you go there you go
0: (laughs) hey
2: you know you guys have uh other half there and they have a um -hmm. a woman that has worked there for a long time was recently named the lead brewer at gosh i don't remember which location but at one of the other half locations so if you drink Uh, another and let's not forget
0: about Talea. Mm -hmm. Talea. Talea is a really good uh brooklyn uh Brooklyn-based uh, women-run brewery, oh, cool. which had, I've had some really great beer from them. Um, really exceptional, yeah. Yeah, They and uh, and they and uh, all the other breweries in New York, uh, of course, the last time we were here, we were talking about New York City Beer Week. Mm-hmm. And after we finished recording it, and I edited it, and I put it up, and like I thought to myself, what am I doing to celebrate <laughs> New York City Beer Week? because I don't think I really had a whole lot of things planned for it. And then I just decided just going to a New York City brewery during New York City Beer Week was in and of itself. Also, it happened to be the last day of the month. And so, as you know, the people we work for uh, give us a bit of a beer allowance uh, mm-hmm. every month. And I, I never remember to do it before the last day of the month. Yeah. So I said, well, I'm going to go to Big Alice uh, and uh, have a couple of beers there and, and buy some beers from there to so I can get paid for that. Uh, and uh, had got some really good uh, barrel-aged uh, Scotch ale.
2: Ooh. Thing there it was, uh,
0: it was it was Ooh. called Argyle, spelled A R G Y L L. I think they've still got some of that there. If anyone wants to check that out, that's interesting. And intrigued. then I said, "Well, I'm going to do like I'm going to do a little bit of a crawl." Uh, and and full disclosure, the company we work for, uh, the three names they go under are city brew Tours, Unboxed Experiences and Brewvana. Uh, we do have a partnership with Big Alice, but I was going there before then. Uh, but then I went and decided to go to one of our other partners. Uh, I actually wound up going to four breweries, and the reason it was pretty easy was because the second one, known as Iconic, was closed for a private party. Oh. so that you know that built up my my tolerance in a huge way, not having more beer there. Uh, and then I walked over to Fifth Hammer Brewery, uh, which is not one of our partners. Are they? You're you're more no, yeah, they should yeah, be, they're, but they're not. Uh, because they would be make for a perfect uh, crawl there. But that was where I experienced hops bingo, which I, it's funny. I thought, well, I'm not doing any official uh, uh, New York City Beer Week stuff. And before I knew it, I was smack dab in the middle of a New York City Beer Week event where they had like six cards and they had all the different, probably not all of the different, but a lot of different hops on each card. I mean, there were, there were so many hops. You would have a whole card where they would they could list off six kind of hops and it wasn't on that card. Uh, oh, wow. and I, and I never won, but I came close once or twice. And, uh, really that's all the fun about it is really it's playing in it because, you know, the, the, the prize is, is you get, uh, like a little shot of a beer or something, but, but really ultimately it was just fun being there celebrating it. And then I went to Rockaway Brewing and, uh, had a good time there as well. So that was my first New York city beer week event. But the next night on, that was Wednesday of that same week, we created our own New York city beer week event and, uh, and and at that, the beer wonder was the guest of honor.
1: Well, so yes, you may notice I am actually out of uniform today. Slightly, I do have my beer Avenger shirt on, but I am wearing an additional set of armor over that. Uh, I would from- say
0: you're not you're you're not out of uniform as much as your uniform is accessorized. It's accessorized.
1: We're expanding. I've, it's I, it's expansion pack. Thank yeah. you. Yes, enhanced. <laughs> um, so, uh, because yes, uh, on the Wednesday of New York City Beer Week, which seemed only appropriate, uh, I proudly took my place in the pantheon of legends as a Pony Bar All American by drinking my hundredth beer with them. Uh, and so, this was a moment we all geared up for for a very long time. In fact, Indeed. it took ter- um, when I started keeping tries. I did a little digging. Uh, it turns out that the day I started keeping track was the day that our dear. Head Huck received his All-American, which meant we'd been drinking at Pony for at least two years before that. Um, and so, I did finally get my hundredth beer, uh, going all the way from my very first Abita Spring IPA on 420 of 2013 to my hundredth beer, uh, which was the Rare Form Troy Division Hazy IPA. So you can see there's consistency across all of <laughs> this.
0: Uh, on March beer wonder, I still of officially, I, I I still feel like it's important to note. It is your one hundredth recorded beer because Correct. I'm very certain this was not that your hundredth beer came long before that. You oh just, yes, you're, you're, just, you're just a terrible record keeper.
1: I just am. That's they shouldn't. That's, I'm not allowed near spreadsheets. That's true. Um, so it was a. It was a. a
0: you real... can come near my spreadsheet anytime you want, Beer
1: okay. Wonder. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. Um, H R. No. Uh, so... <laughs> oh come on!
0: How many times have I? How, how many times have I said Beer Wonder? Look at my spreadsheet.
1: Oh, so many times. So it many really, times.
0: I, that's not even a, a, a. That's not not even a. a, a it, that is a real thing because I keep spreadsheets of, about my own beer drinking, about the Beer Avengers beer drinking. Yes, uh, MC, you're going to be on a Beer Avengers spreadsheet very soon yourself. Oh, I'm excited because we keep records I, of all the beers we've had on the show. You
2: know, I heard your bio once in a uh, event we were doing together, and I was astounded at the number of beers. I was like, "How does he know that?" Uh, but it's all it's all coming together now. I get it.
0: Were you were you talking about 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 my my beers with uh, with Untappd? Yeah,
2: I, th- I must have been what it was the the number of different yeah I have beers I, have a, I have like checked a, oh, in.
0: I have over 1, ones at thirteen fifty. The thing is, uh, when you're when you're hosting a beer event alongside someone who's about to become a certified cicerone, you feel a need to beef up your resume <laughs> in like, some form. But, or But yeah, another.
2: but how many beers have you had though, cicerone? Right, yeah. Yeah, once I heard that, I had like started keeping track on Untapped a lot more, and I was like, you know, I think, like you just said about beer wonder, you know, I think I I have actually had a lot more different beers on Untapped than, or different beers than I have actually put into Untapped.
0: I mean, I t- I certainly have as well, mostly because I I pretty much never record flights,
2: right. I don't think yeah. I record time after, time like, I the t- third beer of the night is usually what happens. See, anyway. well,
0: also, if I'm drinking five beers at once, by the time I've typed out the name of every single one in there, it just, it, it, it becomes pointless. Right. Uh, it, 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 like, by the time I type those in, the the beer I'm having is warm and I don't even give it a little bit of taste it properly, right. so...
2: Right. Yeah.
1: It's it's the challenge when we have to drink beer professionally, isn't it? It's just. it's It, it certainly it's, is. It's a, yeah. it's a cross that we all must bear. Right. So, it, but,
0: but since I've only been doing that sort of thing professionally since, well, pretty much the week I met you because you were, I was assisting mm-hmm. you on, on one of my very first ones of those. I, uh, I felt that since I don't have a lot of professional stuff to do, I really need to tout up my amateur stats.
2: I mean, we're all, all just doing that, the same thing here. We're all just drinking beer. To be clear. We are.
1: We are. We are, we are. Th- those, uh, are those are true facts right there, See, right, right. Uh, that that I mean, I, I've, I've always tell people, if you haven't found a beer you like, you just haven't drunk enough. Got to kiss a lot yes. of frogs before you find a mate.
2: Exactly. So Yeah. My mom thought that she didn't like beer, and then she tried a uh, Belgian Creek for the first time. And now she Ooh. says, oh, I don't like beer. I just like those cherry ones. And it's like, yeah, you have a very expensive taste in beer. <laughs> I get
0: it. <laughs> uh, I, I had a I had an oak aged creek from Oregon with the Belgian babe very recently.
2: Ooh. It was
0: one I, ho- I it Ooh. was one I actually had. It was on it, we, it was on the when we had the thing at my house. The stout of Palooza, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't a stout, it was on the list of tribe that have been sitting in my refrigerator for like more than a year. And I just decided it's time to bring this one out. Uh, so mm-hmm. it was from uh Freem. or maybe it's just pronounced Freem.
2: Yeah, Freem, I think.
0: It's a silent P. Yeah. But I just yes. want to say Pafreem. So good. Uh, well, mm-hmm. we don't have a whole lot more time here, but I, I, I think we, we certainly, with a beer-venger to be uh, a, a discussion, would not be complete. Correct. But at least we don't have to settle on one, but I think we'd certainly need a discussion of what your beer-venger name might be. Now, right. You mentioned, uh, I, I full credit as credit is due, you mentioned earlier that uh, Hophead Huck had already weighed in on this. Um and we talked about this amongst ourselves, and I'll throw that out in a minute. But I think before we say that one, we have to maybe try a few other things, because I think once we say that one, we won't be able to think about any sure. of Is that fair, Beer Wonder? I think that that's, that that's good. And, and a part of you know,
1: as our very first Cicerone in, indoctrinated into the Beer Wonder uh, uh, family, you know, you could be, we, we could we could try to work that in there, something like a Super mm. Cicerone or something. Oh,
2: I like that. You know, or M, like Cicerone. That. M. Cicerone. M. Cicerone, yeah, something <laughs> like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Do you have any thoughts, maybe a, a favorite style of beer that you might want to represent for um, MC? Well,
2: you know, another one that I had heard while... Mm-hmm. The team was spitballing at one point was um mm-hmm. the the saison senorita which i i do oh, like okay. that okay. i do like uh, that's do pretty like good mm-hmm. um, yeah the Cicerone senorita that's a little hard to say the that, one's, that one's that one yeah that doesn't quite
1: mm-hmm. yeah that that doesn't quite trip off the tongue yeah, like no. you might hope yeah no yeah when I'm shouting for you to assist with the important duties of the Beer Wonder, I want to make sure, it, uh, Beer here. Yeah. I want to make sure it comes out cleanly. You yeah, have exactly. to be
2: able to say it after a couple of beers too, and that would be mm-hmm. hard. That would be tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right.
0: Well, I guess I'll go ahead and say what Huck's is and, and, and how it sounds so great, but my issues with it in theory. Okay. Uh, because it sounds great. The name uh, Huck suggested was MC Slammer. And and I think that's great, Uh, but although, and this is not a good name that I'm suggesting as a a switch, is that I kind of feel that MC Sipper would be a better (laughs) one because when you're drinking a really good beer, you're not really slamming it. That's so true. Because you want to savor every sip of it. So uh, Well, I but don't... but Captain, let's not underestimate
1: our new inductees' tolerance mm. and ability to enjoy a number of beers and still be able to tell the off flavors as well as style quantities in so a long fair. period of time. You know, I I, I feel like like you know, f- she's been training for this for years. That is true. Mm. They do
2: serve you like mm-hmm. literally twelve samples of beer at the Cicerone exam. So. Mm-hmm. I, yeah i
0: guess i just I, I just don't know how much slammer uh mc mc saver uh, it doesn't resonate with my ethos
2: that's... quite quite well enough yeah. <laughs>
0: well no it's just that i feel like slammer is like oh you better got to slam this because it doesn't taste very good
2: oh, that's true that's but true. you
0: really enjoy the effects of it but you just got to slam it back yeah, and let it i'm much more of a you.
2: meditative drinker that is that is mm-hmm, true yeah
1: mm-hmm. Well, MC, it is tradition here that our newly inducted uh Beer Avengers do get to choose their own Oh my name. gosh. Yeah, I know. So That's... what of these I... what yes. uh, oh, these or others are starting to call to you?
2: I mean, I'm, I like MC Saver. That's pretty good. Mm. MC okay. Saver? MC mm-hmm. Slammer, see now that like ties into like 90s kid, which is funny. Mhm. Um, okay. There's that. Gosh, I might be going MC Saver. I like that. MC That's Saber. funny. What do you guys Ooh. think?
0: I would say I'm not going to commit to one, but I think we I think we want to reach out to our listeners to see if they will okay. actually respond. Uh, cause they don't always, but we'll reach out to them, uh, and we will, yeah, definitely see, I just threw that out as a, yeah, you're right. Savor is better than sipper guess I think savor is more descriptive mm-hmm. of what sipping is. I
2: like that,
1: mm-hmm. yep, yeah. I mean, honestly it it seems to fit you. It seems to fit your the the powers you're putting out into the world to continue to save people from bad beer. Uh, exactly make them better. <laughs> I know
0: to, I, to have have good beer and truly enjoy it. To yeah, savor it. Okay.
1: honestly, I, we don't have anyone who's encouraging savoring in our in our merry band. So I feel like I mean, I've
0: been savoring this seventeen no, percenter for the last hour. I
1: should hope you'd have to, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I mean, I'm down for I'm down for the savor. If you are, okay, that's my vote.
0: That might, okay. I think that might be it. All right. All right. Welcome well, to the band,
1: MC right. Saver. Ah. Ah. MC
0: Saver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we, but we still welcome your discussions in social media if anyone ever wants to start one. Uh, because <laughs> we, we, we love hearing from you when we never do. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, well, uh, newly, uh, MC Saver, thank you so much for joining us, uh, this week. It's been an extreme pleasure. And, uh, Come back anytime.
2: Oh my gosh! Thank you for having me. I'd be thrilled to come back anytime.
0: Well, it's it's been our pleasure. Uh, any any last thoughts, uh, Beerwinder? Uh, no,
1: except that I just noticed a wandering Huck coming by, which usually oh look, there mean, he is. I know it usually means he wants to he wants to play us out, and I don't want to you know now that he now that he has is, is oh he's waving at the saver. Okay, he understands. Oh, he he's giving up That I can oh, see boy. quietly, but yeah. Here all we right.
0: Go. Well, this. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, and uh, thank all of you out there. For joining us. This has been quite a treat and mm-hmm. uh, we'll see you next time whenever that might be.